You're listening to 123Yes Wrestling, the only wrestling podcast that tries to bring the love back to wrestling. This is the only episode 26 there will ever be, and this week we talk about the apparently never-ending superstar shakeup, an update on the disgruntled WWE locker room, and our impressions of the Firefly Fun House. Subscribe, like, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can always join the conversation by emailing us at 123yeswrestling at gmail.com. But for now, enjoy the show. Wrestling, where we want to bring the love back to professional wrestling. I am Chris, and as always, I am joined by Corey and Ed. How are we doing, guys? Well, I am freshly back from San Francisco, and which was a phenomenal trip where I got to actually see Dolph Ziggler's comedy show. And I got to say, guys, I'm really into this whole thing about wrestlers doing, you know, stand up comedy or, you know, funny storytelling because I, I had an excellent time. But I need to start off with this story and I purposely held it to this moment. So the people that are listening, Chris and Ed, have no idea the story I'm about to tell. So my story goes with when I'm leaving to go to San Francisco. So I have to get up early for a flight. Originally, it was going to be a, I believe, a, a 10 o'clock flight. But now there was an issue because we're standby passengers where that flight was going to get filled up. So we were going to go try to snatch a, I think, a 7 o'clock flight or 7.30. So Brittany and I hurry up, get up. We grab our stuff, put it in the car. Brittany's mom, my, my mother-in-law has to come on over because, you know, our son is still sleeping. So she's she's here and she's basically going to wait till he wakes up and then they'll bring him on over. So Brittany and I get in the car. She's fiddling with her GPS. I'm fiddling with the app for the parking service that I'm doing. And I start to back out my car. And as we're talking, we're, t- we're, we're in the middle of trying to discuss the whole parking situation because we're going to park at an off-site lot at the airport, and then there was like a van that would take us over. And in the middle of talking, I'm backing up. And as I'm backing up, all of a sudden I hear a crunch sound. I back my vehicle into my mother-in-law's car. (laughs) Yeah. And it was my driver's side rear corner hit, uh, bumped into her passenger side front corner and it yeah you hit it it, good huh let's just say my insurance company's gonna be thrilled (laughs) so um i'm definitely gonna have to make a claim on it and i i have yet to call the insurance company i i i'll be honest with you i was in freaking tears you know, full disclosure, I was in tears about it, and uh, my mother-in-law came out, and you know, thankfully she, you know, responded to the situation the best way she could. You know, it's like it was an accident, and you know, I'm in freaking tears because I, I have never been in an accident in my life, and then for that to happen the way it happened, it was a very careless mistake on my part. 
I'm just not used to cars being in my driveway. Mm -hmm. So backing out, you know, like I said, I just, you know, I, I, I just back out. I, I don't look at my rear, my camera on my dash. I don't look at my mirrors as much. I'm just used to it. So, yeah. You, you so, always check those now. Oh, my goodness. Now, and just think, that's the start of my vacation. Well, at least you were getting the hell out of town. The did uh, how many? You know, I mean, how long was it before you made a "I wish I had insurance" joke to her? <laughs> like, I feel like that would have been the first thing out of my mouth. It'd been like, "Oh my God, you have insurance? Can I get on it? Family, friends, and family plan?" And then I would have gotten the look, and it would have been now. Right now, that's the kind of stuff that I could say now. But it's like in that kind of moment, I I am not even thinking that crap. You know, Chris, you know me. I I literally have no story to my life that involves any scratching of a car so you know and then just this moment happening right before my vacation and then it's not a stranger it's my mother-in-law of all people who wow. is very generously coming over at god awful early hours in the morning to just come sit in the house until my son wakes up and then she's going to be watching him over the next few days and you know, hats off to her. She handled the situation ten times better than I did. Wow, that's wow, that's crazy. Yeah, car accidents are nuts. I got I got hit by that ambulance that one time, my eighteenth my eighteenth birthday when I had an ambulance hit me on a blind corner. That was fun. Some dude came running out. I saw the whole thing, man. He goes, "Is that a CD player?" I said, "Yeah, it's a CD player." He said, "Throw that shit in the back. You don't want them to think you were listening to music too loud." <laughs> I'm throwing the CD player in the back, and then I ask him, I go, hey, man, how's the car look? Oh, oh car looks fine, man. It's just a couple scratches. And then uh, I was trying to get out. I'm like, hey, man, the door won't open. He goes, that's because your car's up. And he started dropping <laughs> F-bombs at me, and I'm like, you told me it yeah. wasn't bad. So I'm just like some random dude who just ran up and started talking to me. And was yeah. Like, but yeah, Ed. Interesting. How's it going, man? Well, well man, so I mean, I, I got a chance to listen to last week's episode. I actually was very, very sick, and, um, you know, to Corey's credit, he did think I was lost in Florida, which I really don't have much of a defense since I'm actually still in Florida right now recording, <laughs> but I can assure you there are two separate trips, but um, <laughs> um, I did I did want to mention that I think, honestly, what really happened was after I had my Viking experience last week, I just was too sick to possibly... Uh, record because of how bad the superstar shakeup was, but I'm feeling <laughs> superstar shakeup made you sick. It made me just made me nauseous, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm, I'm happy. I'm actually uh, right now uh, at my buddy uh, Chris's um, in-laws. They have a condo in uh, Clearwater Beach, so I'm here for the week, uh, spending time and and uh, yeah, it's a good. It's good. I, I I promise I will make my way back home eventually. But maybe Corey can, you know, send me a map or something. <laughs> L listeners, listeners, let, let, let's really get this straight. I, we don't want Ed to confuse you. He really cannot get back. He was in Orlando. Now he's in, I think at one point he was in Tampa. Now he's in Clearwater. See, he doesn't even know his geographical directions. So hopefully by episode 30, maybe 35, he'll eventually make his way back to you know, he lives in the Chicagoland area, so good luck to you, Ed. 
he's he's really just hasn't had the nerve to tell us yet that he's a, a you know executive vice president of AEW and that's why he's down there in Florida. He's probably out in Jacksonville. Well, I know Ed, you're going to be extremely excited if you were ill from the Superstar Shakeup last week. Apparently, the Superstar Shakeup is never ending and was still going on. This was week 2 of the Superstar Shakeup. This is the only episode 26 of 123 Yes Wrestling. I heard a dog bark and Corey bolted off of the screen, so I don't know where he is. Everything's gone into Sorry. chaos. <laughs> no, I just had to let the dog out because that's his signal. He barks like right by the front door, and he's got to be let out. So now we know who let the dogs out. And with that, we are going to jump into our curtain jerker. We're doing a locker room update from last week. Last week, we talked all about Sasha Banks and that whole thing. There's an update. We'll get into that in a second. One of the other things that popped up was Luke Harper. Luke Harper asked for his release. He went on to Twitter and posted a big, lo long thank you to the fans and the WWE Universe and everybody thanking for his wonderful experiences working for the WWE. And then today, or yesterday, we found out that the WWE has denied Luke Harper's uh, request for uh, release out of his contract, and they've now tacked six months onto his contract due to the wrist injury he just was out of action for. So now he's from November. Basically, he's now under contract till about WrestleMania next year. So I'm going to start this episode off. You know, everyone that listens to our previous episodes, I try to be on the positive side of things. But this time, I'm, I'm going to go on negative here. And I apologize, guys. I'm going to get this rant out of the way so that I, I could start showing the love later in the episode. Okay. All these people that are complaining, can you guys all wake up and please just think before you speak? I don't understand what it is about this generation and putting all your dirt onto social media. What in the world are you accomplishing? And if you're a company like WWE, you know, what do you expect them to do? I'm not shocked by any of this. This is WWE being a business. And, you know, Luke Harper, it's like going on social media. Come on, dude. It's just keep it between the boss and you. Work it out. Hash it out. Do what you got to do. There are some people that succeeded. Goldust, he succeeded, but he kept it behind closed doors. He didn't go on the social media until after it was the 90 days non-complete clause was done. So it just come on. Yeah, and, and he and Goldust, and that was what I was gonna bring up was Goldust even denied reports when everyone said asked if he was leaving and what he's doing, and he said, No, I'm still under contract. And he denied these reports and kept everything hush hush. And he got granted now I don't know what his contract status was and how much time they let him out of, but they let him go. And you know, yeah, Ty Dillinger got to do the, you know, tweet it out and thank everybody before he got it and they granted it to him, but Luke Harper, just, you know, second time's not a charm, I guess. It's it, it, it's just these people got to gotta be smarter about it. it. It's just this is not exactly the best time to start being vocal about your dissatisfaction, especially with AEW just, what, a, a month away from doing their, their first pay-per-view or whatever it's going to be. So it's like Goldust, I think, is a pure example of the way it should have been done. Just talk to him behind closed doors, figure out something. I even hear that Vince wasn't originally for it, 
it, it took a little bit of convincing. And like you said, like Chris said, you know, he never led anybody to believe that he was actually out of contract. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, I think it's it's very interesting, especially the news out of the last couple of weeks. I know you guys talked about the whole Sasha Banks thing, too. But it really uh, it seems like you've got so many people that are just rushing to a, a conclusion in their career that they don't have any way of controlling. They're under contract. Right. They signed, they, they signed a deal. And the WWE is, to Corey's point of business, they're just going to put all that time that they're not there right on top of the contract. And whether these people have intentions of going to another promotion or not, um, this is the worst time to be doing this because, you know, Vince is in, I'll, I'll be honest, I think Vince is in a mode right now. He's putting his defenses up. He knows that there's going to be a rival promotion and he's not about to start cutting talent that all, if, you know, if it was up to probably a lot of the talent that they, you know, all could go up and say, Oh, can I get my release? And they said, yes, you'd probably be seeing a lot of people leave right now. So he has to hold on to those contracts to make sure that um, he's not just feeding the competition. Because that's honestly what would happen if he just started letting all these people that suddenly want to go, go. Well, and what's crazy is, I mean, granted, of course, we don't know the, any backstage or anything that's going on. But, I mean, Cody Rhodes has openly said we don't – AEW doesn't want these people. We don't want to be WCW too. So it's like they're not really interested at it. Um, to kind of tie all of this in together with Vince McMahon kind of playing defense and doing his thing is one of the other stories that I actually got sent to me from a listener, John, out in Oklahoma, sent me the first uh, alert about uh, The Undertaker and Kurt Angle getting pulled by WWE from StarCast 2. And that's the that falls right into the same conversation of Vince McMahon playing defense where he did not want them on that at that convention. So he said, sorry, and pulled them. You know, and Conrad Thompson's now, you know, trying to find replacements and figuring out what to do. And you know what? Um, the the one thing I got to give credit to Conrad Thompson, he really tried to fairly negotiate with Vince and the WWE. I mean, I was hearing about something about like donating uh, money to Conrad's cure, you know, and. Yeah, what he what he did was he suggested that either Vince, Stephanie, or Triple H came in their place, and he would personally match the funds, and they would donate like everything to Connor's Cure, and try to do a big publicity not publicity but just a big charity thing for the fans to try to you know like I said Vince, Stephanie, Triple H, or if they wanted to give Undertaker and Kurt back into the spot. So I mean, it seemed like he was trying. He was trying real hard to make something work. Well, and the thing is, and obviously, you know, I, I'm a fan of Conrad Thompson. Um, I, I think WWE's got to start opening their doors to working with other people, and I'm not necessarily saying other wrestling organizations because Conrad Thompson is not a wrestling organization. He just happens to be a fan who started doing some podcasts, and he got huge success with the podcast, and now. You know, he's Rick trying Blair's daughter. Well, yeah, I'm and sure then, that doesn't hurt, <laughs> you know, and, and then now he's moving into, you know, having his own convention, which I, I went to the first uh, star cast out here in Chicago. And I think it was a phenomenal experience because for a wrestling fan, it's an opportunity to see as many people as possible all under one roof. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's going to be interesting because I, I just, uh, and I know we'll probably get into it later on throughout the show, but I feel like WWE is going to try to desperately, you know, make their image better over the next year. Um, and the problem with it is, and I'm, I'm talking about the organization, and the problem with it is, like, these stories, when they do come out and you've got, people saying they want to be released and then WWE is holding them to it. You of course are going to garner sympathy from a lot of the wrestling community. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's like, man, you spent 20 years making yourself the heel organization, making the corporate culture, the heel. And now all of a sudden, like, I feel like you're going to try really hard to make your guys make yourself seem like, you know, that the company isn't the enemy. But this is like it's it hasn't been a good PR week or a couple weeks for the WWE, and you know it's just it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the coming months, especially with some of the disgruntled talent. It really is. I, and realistically, this disgruntled talent because our update on Sasha Banks is that there is no update on Sasha Banks. Sasha's not happy. Sasha doesn't want to come back. WWE hopes she'll come back by Money in the Bank. They're waiting, but they they're the consensus that came out from Dave Meltzer and some other people is that WWE is content to let Sasha sit out her contract. Who knows how long Sasha's contract there was, is? I, I was reading a report today that was they were going to put it on a freeze. Yeah. So, and, and this just goes back to what I would originally was saying. It's like, what are you accomplishing by by moaning and complaining? Just write out your contract. You're already making great money. I I don't know. Where in these uh, superstars' minds, I mean, what, do you think AEW is going to throw you an equivalent contract? No, it's not going to happen. And this is the one time I'm going to ride on Chris's bandwagon for a moment, and you got to realize AEW is just getting started. And look at their roster. I was just looking at a, uh, a picture of their roster, and most of that roster is independent up-and-coming stars so it's like if you think aew's trying to ride off of old wb success stories that is clearly not the case yeah and i understand the whole mentality of wanting to be the best sasha banks wants to be the best woman wrestler the best wrestler on on in the promotion she wants to be top she wants those opportunities she wants those things but you have to you have to just keep grinding sometimes stuff just doesn't come to you because you feel that you deserve it sometimes you have to work sometimes you have to pay your dues sometimes you have to struggle sometimes you have to go through some crap and keep fighting and keep fighting and that's how you achieve your dreams and that's how you do all these things just by you know ah uh, I, I i feel like i deserve it and you're not giving it to me so I'm just going to sit out here and I'm going to complain until you give me what I want. I had employees when I managed a hotel that would do that to me constantly. Well, I, I'm, I'm mad that you, uh, you told me I had to work Saturday, so I'm, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Who cares? I don't care what you're going to do. You come into work or you don't come into work. I'll pay you if you're here. If you're not here, I'll write you up. You know, I mean, it's, this is a business. This is how stuff is run. This is what you're supposed to do. She's under contract. She needs to be there. She can make vocal all she wants about how she, what she feels she deserves. She needs to go out there and show why she deserves those things and make take 
every opportunity that she has that they give her to show why she's the best because there's a whole roster full of people in NXT that are doing that exact thing to take those spots from the people that don't want to be there or don't want to work for it. Yeah. So I agree. She'll end up sitting out her contract and they'll just pay her for years. They'll pay her for years and she just won't wrestle. So, I mean, if, yeah. if she's okay with that, then realistically, it doesn't seem like she is that passionate about the craft of professional wrestling if she's willing to sit out and not actually wrestle. So yeah. that's my that's my opinion. Um, hopefully they figure something out. Uh, one of the last things that we got going on is that they did announce Cody Rhodes double or nothing opponent and it's his brother dustin reynolds uh good old gold dust brother versus brother for double or nothing and this is where we got kind of gold dust getting released quietly and in time to go to double or nothing and fight his brother so they seem like they're ready to go you know i'm i think it's very fitting um for anybody that knows anything about the Rhodes family, Dusty Rhodes, uh, you know, of course, he was a wrestler and very successful, but he was also a booker. You know, he was very involved in helping companies, you know, put together storylines and create matches. And um, I, I think this is very fitting knowing that, you know, Cody Rhodes, this is his first pay-per-view for AEW and this is his for the beginnings of him being a booker and... I think it's a a very good story. What what better story to tell than to have Cody versus Dustin Rhodes? Um, this was something that I think you all would agree with me should have happened at WrestleMania a few years back when they did the Stardust Gold Dust tag team and then they they split and it it, it to me I felt like okay this has got to be WrestleMania you got to do this at WrestleMania and they unfortunately did not so. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it honestly, it is a really good move from AEW. And I don't know if you guys saw the video package uh, that I did posted. It was great. It, it, it's amazing. They did more for this story with one video package than they ever could have done. I mean, yeah, I, I wanted to see this match a long time ago. I wanted to see this at Mania. And I thought that they deserved to have it at Mania. And it never became a reality and i think both of them are going to go into this and they're going to do a great job but the build is already there the build is already fantastic dustin had a great uh, video package and also he even kind of quietly retired the goldust character with respect which i thought was cool um he did he yeah. put over wwe he did not say anything negative and i think that's a you know a testament to what what is good with aew right now and guys like conrad thompson is you know, no one is no one is going out of their way to be negative to the WWE in any way, and that's really solid, and that should stay the same. So, all right, sounds good. You guys have any other news or anything else you wanted to hit before we move into Raw and SmackDown in the mid card wrap up? How about this uh, CM Punk thing, Chris? What what have you been hearing about this madness? The CM Punk thing. Yeah, apparently CM Punk made his long-awaited in-ring return where uh, a masked gentleman jumped into a ring in, I think, Milwaukee at an indie show that was run by Silas uh, Brown? Young? Young, Silas, Silas Young, Young yeah. um, one of CM Punk's buddies, and he's running a promotion up in Milwaukee that CM Punk used to actually wrestle in. And some dude in a hoodie and a mask jumped in, GTS'd him, ran out of the ring and ran out of the building, and later 
Silas. He was wearing a hoodie that CM Punk was shown wearing earlier in the day with a fan picture. And then Silas Young pretty much said, yeah, yeah, that was CM Punk. He was, you know, doing a thing, which apparently he's done a couple times from what I'm starting to hear. So I'm going to go ahead and say this now so I can say later on that I was right. CM Punk is going to be at double, double or nothing. And he's going to get involved. Don't, um, don't be, don't be that. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to be that guy because it, it was, I look at things, especially things that pop up on the internet world. And today's, we got to realize that today the internet is, is now incorporated into wrestling and story development. Um, I believe this name, Tony Khan, the guy that yeah. is financing, uh, AEW. Yeah. He actually said recently that he originally wanted to build AEW around CM Punk. And it's funny because this story and then that st- story kind of popped up all within the same time period. So I'm saying it right now. CM Punk's getting back in the wrestling business. Well, apparently CM Punk's been doing that at indie shows for the past like four years. <laughs> I think they said this is his third or fourth time that he's jumped up and he said, oh, I'll be in a wrestling ring. They won't be on TV. No one will see it. It'll be at indie stuff wearing a mask. And he he said that like four years ago. So this is something that CM Punk likes. Could be coincidental. I have no idea. And it'll be exciting to see if AEW is able to pull that off. But it was an interesting out of nowhere. It seemed ridiculous. I watched it initially, and I said, that's not CM Punk. And then they the, came out and said it was. I'm like, all right. They I need simply, to have the – oh, go ahead, Ed. No, I was going to say, like, in a way, I just – I simply don't believe that a guy that did wrestling as, as, for as long as and, and as successful as CM Punk did would not eventually get the urge to get back into it. And I think the, the, what you're seeing is that this is the first steps towards him hopefully finding, you know, some love for this again, because you don't do you're not as good as he is um, and you're not as impactful as a character without having a lot of passion for it. And I know he's kind of gone on record saying that he's not passionate about it anymore and all that, but I just don't buy it. And I also read that report with Tony Khan. And I can think of no better situation for a guy like CM Punk who did have a bad situation in WWE. How good would that be for him to be able to do wrestling, not have to worry about the WWE on his back, and in the same way be like, "Hey, I'm gonna stick it. I'm gonna stick it to him and help these guys get their get their mojo going as a new promotion." Well, I think it makes sense for him to show up. And, and, really and you need you need something that is going to get people talking. And I mean, nothing against Cody and Dustin fighting, nothing against Pac and um, Hangman Page fighting. Those will be phenomenal matches, but you need something that is like the big shock and the awe and because you need to keep going forward, you know, because you got the next one to prep for. So it's like I think CM Punk and popping up on this would be good for it. If CM Punk is going to pop up, it's going to be at All In 2 in Chicago right before TV starts for them. If they're gonna if he they're gonna get him to do it, that's gonna be the show he's gonna jump on because it's close to TV where they're really gonna need that momentum. Here they just gotta put on a good wrestling show and get people excited for the product. Um, 
they already got Kenny Omega and Jericho main eventing that one. They, I, but who knows? We shall see. The other thing I'd like to bring up because it's getting really scary is how scary is it that they, uh, Daniel Bryan is still nothing, like no word, yeah. nothing. How, how that's not good that he's supposedly injured at WrestleMania and that was. No, you haven't heard anything. He no social media. Nothing. WWE hasn't put out a statement. Well, Apparently, nobody knows what's going on with him. All I'm gonna say to that is, why in the world did they let Kofi Kingston do that 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 stomp thing? You know, where he right. holds the hands. I, really? Yeah, I don't really? know whose idea that was. No, <laughs> most likely it was Daniel Bryan's idea. They would do where they did the double arm hold and just a kick to the face, and one of those did look brutal. Um, but, I mean, Daniel Bryan's been taking nasty headshots since he came back from his retirement for concussions. So, I, I mean, he's been – hasn't been shy of landing on his head. So, it's, you know, we'll see. Hopefully we hear better news. But it's getting getting a little yeah. – uh, a little scary, you know, that he mm-hmm. yeah. haven't heard anything about that. But we're going to move on to the mid-card wrap-up, which features the superstar shakeup that will never end. It's kind of like that song, this is the song that doesn't end. It's a superstar shakeup that doesn't end, and we're going to talk about those uh, non-ending moves. We had Aleister Black, Andrade, and Selena Vega all move to SmackDown. Cesaro moved to Raw. Uh, I think there was one other one, but I did not write it down. But they had all these moves that happened after the Superstar Shake-Up was over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, I, I see I see you back there. Jump in, jump in. Hold on, Jim Rats. <laughs> We're cutting Chris off, because clearly he has forgotten the previous 25 episodes of this show. <laughs> Jesus. We got Ed that can't get back to Illinois. You got Chris over here reminiscing lamb chops play along. And then we got Corey hitting parked cars. Clearly, this is a sign <laughs> that this show is going to a, to the dumps. <laughs> Hello, wannabe gym rats. Mr. Fitness here for the weekly sits and fits. Because believe it or not, I'm not going away. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, out of shape, Tampa Bay Clearwater Beach bums. Yes, I'm talking about you, Ed. Keep the noise down while I show you what the bot what the Robert Rude is supposed to look like. Robert. Now hit my music. <laughs> I guess a Viking experience only lasts about one week. Because after backlash, WDB is decided to change its name to the Viking Raiders. But wait, this just in. Minnesota and Oakland football fans have protested that name. Tune in next week as we discuss discuss more backlash from the new name, Viking Warriors. I can just see a protest now between Minnesota and Golden State already. I wonder what it would be like if we took... Pee-wee's Playhouse and mixed it with WWE. Oh, wait. I do know. It's called the Firefly Funhouse. Nothing like a cult leader influencing kids. I can see the WWE investors now. 
in this week's I quit, I'm going to AEW, Sasha Banks <laughs> and Luke Harper ask for their release. And what's WWE's response for Luke Harper? A contract extension for time missed. <laughs> and how did they respond to Sasha? A contract freeze due to time missed. Does anyone read their contracts anymore? Way to go, WWE. Reminding talent to think before you speak. Now, since I was out of town, coincidentally, just like Corey, <laughs> I didn't watch too much wrestling this week. So whatever happened, well, I'll let these idiots try to figure it out. That's Mr. Fitness's weekly sits and fits. Don't sit, just stay fit. So... Was was that real that the Minnesota Vikings and the Oakland Raiders protest? Because <laughs> that I mean, sounded real I, to me. <laughs> I can believe that. No, like I, I'm like sure. Like I said, I literally became nauseous watching the first five minutes of Raw last week. So you know, I guess anything's possible. The Viking Hold experience, on. guys. Guys, relax. It's the Viking experience. You got you gotta you gotta live the experience to well, understand. What was funny was by the time I sat down to watch Raw this week, I was kind of already over it, and I was just like, oh, Viking experience, whatever, I'll get used to it, and the Viking experience, and just seen enough talking about it that it just became funny to me. So then when they came out on Raw, and they were like, what are the Viking Raiders? And I'm like, wait, what? I was just yeah. getting used to the Viking experience, and now they're the Raiders, and then there's a survey coming around saying, what did you think about the Viking Warriors? You're like, oh my god. <laughs> You're no, this is people. great. This is great. They should just keep changing the name every week. <laughs> what will the name be next week? Nobody I, knows. Nobody I knows think, the names. I, it's the same I, thing with Kyrie Zane over on SmackDown. Everyone called her a different name. So if you don't know who Kyrie Zane is, she was called Carrie. She was called Kyra. I mean, they were just every the every announcer and every talent who had to talk about Kyrie Zane called her a different pronunciation of Kyrie Zane. So I'm like, if you don't know who she is. You but don't that's, know, but that's because you got a you got a freaking Oriental pirate, <laughs> and the name doesn't go Oriental with the gimmick. Pirates. I'm just saying it, it it's the confusion over the fact the gimmick doesn't fit the name. Okay, that's my issue with that. I, I'm sorry, guys, but if the if the last two weeks have taught us anything, it's that it it's okay for us to say that Vince McMahon has dementia because he clearly does. Well, and I'm, we are seeing it unfold on TV week after week now. Okay, hey. you know what? I said that I was going to not, you know, be all negative, so I'm going to turn this crap around eventually, sure, so just stay tuned. Well, as I was saying before, I was interrupted by ignoring Mr. Fitness. We had Aleister Black, Andrade, and Selena Vega all move back to SmackDown. Cesaro moved to Raw. Lots of rumors going around that Charlotte dating Andrade had a whole big lot to do with uh, her boyfriend moving shows. And then out of the niceness of WWE's heart, which everyone's bashing them for not giving Luke Harper or Sasha Banks releases, they moved Aleister Black to keep him with his wife, Zelina Vega. So they're keeping the couples together and making sure everyone's on the same show um, doing that. But then there are also reports that came out that said Fox wants a big Hispanic star on the brand, so they didn't like that they moved Andrade and Rey Mysterio both to Raw. Which one's true? Is it a little bit from column A and a little from column B? All right, I definitely got to say this just because I was listening to Bruce Pritchard's podcast from uh, last week. 
So the marriage thing, when it comes to drafts, marriages, they do try to make sure they keep those people together. So that is for almost for certain reason why. No. And I'm 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 glad that that happened because I didn't want Ricochet and uh, you know pew 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 Ricochet and Alistair Black to be stuck together as a tag team. So I am a hundred percent okay with them right. having to do that. And but Andrade and Charlotte, I don't think they're married. But you know what though? Here's the thing that I and this is what I look at as SmackDown. SmackDown to me, they give more opportunity to the up and coming people. So. I've already been an Andrade fan, but they just they, he was never going to get that opportunity on Raw. It, it's just there there's too many veteran stack players there that are they're never going to release their spot. So, I think Andrade, I mean just think about it. Andrade and Roman Reigns, I think that'd be a phenomenal match. And I think it's eventually going to happen. So, and if if part of this is SmackDown and trying to, you know, Fox and them trying to have um you know uh, a big hispanic star hey cool i'm fine with it it can work so i look at this as a huge plus i think yeah i think like how the moves have actually la been laid out now some of, they intrigue me now more than they obviously did last week i think that you know um i and also you quietly had cesaro get moved which is pretty cool so the bar got broken up so, I mean, you know, the thing is, like, it just, I wish that they would kind of plot their course out a little bit better, because, like, when I saw how the, the round two of the shakeup happened after this week, this is when I actually kind of got intrigued, because I was like, oh, okay, you're getting SmackDown stacked, you know, uh, I think, like, I, I totally think they are bought into Andrade, and I think he's going to get some really good um action for himself this this year i think you're going to see him in some main event level caliber feuds by the end of the year hopefully um i'm extremely happy that alistair black and ricochet get to do their, their own thing now which is good so i mean how the pieces have shaken out is good it just was such a mess getting here over these last two weeks and these shows did not fill me with any confidence whatsoever with uh you know as far as what they have, you know, given us these last two weeks, I think it's completely, it makes sense that, you know, we don't have any, you know, good ratings coming in. We don't really have a direction of storyline. Hopefully now that the pieces have been like given out, we'll actually start seeing some new storyline develop. Yeah. And I was fine with Andrade moving because I didn't like that they moved Ray Mysterio and Andrade to the same show. I feel like them being on the same show, they'll just keep going back to that well. And they put on awesome matches, but I don't want to see them every week. Um, same thing with they finally did it where they split up Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And I don't want them on the same brand because I can see them fighting forever. And you just don't, even when they both came back from injury, they were doing dark matches after SmackDowns with each other because they just don't know how to not have them fight each other. And they have great matches, <clears throat> but you need to split them up and see that and i felt ray and andrade was the same kind of thing so i'm cool with that i believe the fox you know probably did have something to do with it and charlotte she's wearing walking around with a what looks like an engagement ring on so she, her and andrade are moving fast and furious then more power to them she's halfway to her dad's marriage uh count and uh good luck to them <laughs> i got no comment to that <laughs> 
Uh, but yes, so we talked about that on Raw. We had two triple threat matches between AJ Styles, The Miz, Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Rey Mysterio for uh, a chance to fight Seth Rollins. So the winner of each triple threat then fought each other, which we saw us with Baron Corbin and AJ Styles. With AJ Styles going to the main event of Money in the Bank to face Seth Rollins for the Universal Title. It's can, I just ba- <laughs> can I just backtrack and say that I still love what they're doing with Baron Corbin? The <laughs> fact that they they made him win that match, that triple threat match, <clears throat> to go on and possibly be the opponent, even though you know he didn't win. I, I like it. I, I and I'm ready to start. Let let's get on the bandwagon of Baron Corbin. I you know because I I think people need to look past. Let's look past back you know past the fact that um, he was the opponent for Kurt Angle and I, I think we all agree and we can move on. Yes, Kurt Angle should have had a different opponent for WrestleMania, but now that that's over, let's look at the fact that this guy just. He's so good at making you want to hate him. And we're in an age right now where it's hard to be a legitimate heel. Because often at times, heels, fans start to love. We got a heel here that legitimately people hate. (laughs) So we got to start getting on the bandwagon of this. Give Baron Corbin a chance. In honor of your newfound love for Baron Corbin, I'm going to go pull the sound bite. <clears throat> did, did you guys watch The Shield's Last Stand on Sunday? I started to go through it. I didn't finish it right, because we had to record. During, during one of those matches, <clears throat> during the main event match, Renee Young, she cracked me up on commentary because all of a sudden I just heard her go, Corbin's really feeling himself tonight, guys. <laughs> and I'm going to record that in honor and I'm going to randomly place it within these shows as long as you're for your love for Baron Corbin because it cracked me up because Baron Corbin's just standing in the ring and Renee Young is all about Baron Corbin feeling himself <laughs> <laughs> but no I just <laughs> I, come on, I'm man. actually very happy I'm happy that they're getting behind him for God's sakes just take him out of the shirt and vest. That's all I ask. You don't like no, the waiter to get up? No. No. This goes with it. No, this is no. part of why you hate him. This is brilliant. No. no. I don't hate him, but I don't hate him. I just think it's annoying that he dresses. But that's in, the point. In a vest. They're annoyed by it. That's what <laughs> heels do. They do things that are annoying. And this is that's great. Not... And we got a heel just... that legitimately everybody hates. <laughs> So just practical. his clothes. So he's wearing that vest to get heat. He just he's just like I'm still gonna wear my my general manager garb. I'm not the general yes. manager, but I'm gonna wear yes. this heat because it pisses people Come off. Come on, that's what heels do. They <laughs> always go against the code. This is no. brilliant, Ed. You got to embrace the brilliance. WWE doesn't get it wrong every time. Okay, they got this one right. I actually I did think that he was going to get the 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 overall spot. I was like, yeah, they're gonna. Give Baron Corbin a universal title match. I really believed it. But he's going to be freaking champion. He's going to be champion just because he's going to get so much heat for it. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm not going to (laughs) disagree. Probably is. That's right. I'm bringing the love back, guys. I'm bringing the love back. But 
We got AJ Styles. AJ AJ Styles and Seth Rollins are gonna pretty much tear the house down. Oh, that's gonna be awesome! In their first, that's a given. That's a given. That's gonna be awesome. No idea where they're gonna go. Are they gonna take that belt off Rollins already? No. No. I think they need to turn Styles heel. I think that'd be a great opportunity to do it. That'd be cool. I am interested. We got Baron Corbin. We don't need another heel. (laughs) (laughs) What if? What if? Wait. What if AJ Styles start wearing a vest? He already does wear a vest. He wears the ring and it's got a hood on it. He buttons the vest. Now he wrestles in it. He puts bedazzled beads on the back that says Lone Wolf. So, oh so God. maybe that's the secret to being a true heel is you got to wear a vest. Got to look like a you know a a, a a host at a restaurant. Wear stuff that's, that's not it. Yeah, here. you have to be a ho- like a Chili's host. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Chili's. How many in your party? Darren Corbin should be passing out menus. He shouldn't be a <laughs> Universal Champion. Well, get ready. He's going to be champing Jesus. And he can also work at Chili's. <laughs> so then they they officially made Lacey Evans versus Becky Lynch official for Money in the Bank. They officially made it official for the Raw Women's or both belts or one of the belts, but not the other one. They kind of every no. time Lacey Evans opened her mouth, it was for a different belt for a different thing. Lacey Evans socked Becky Lynch twice with the woman's right. Okay. Cut her some slack. She's still getting her feet wet, okay? She's a little nervous. She's they're about putting her in a high-profile spot. Hey, they're putting her in a high... Belt. But you know how confusing it is when you got Becky two belts? I mean, it really does get, you know, you, you forget what show you're on and what yeah, belt you're fighting for. They're, they're, they're going to put this belt on... They're, they're going to put one of the belts on Lacey Evans. Why and do she, they... they... That's crazy to me. That's Like, she literally just got here. Because to Chris's point from last week... A loss kills her, but a win create, makes her. And they're gonna make her. They're not gonna. They're not gonna let her just come in and get immediately get crushed by Becky. Absolutely. So, but Becky's yeah. got two belts, so it's like it's okay if she loses one. So Becky, and that'll be the one she loses. Becky Lynch couldn't crush Alicia Fox. She's not crushing anybody. That why why did she fight Alicia Fox and why did Alicia Fox have any offense in that match? And so, in a, in a world where we're not allowed to say the championship belt, why is Becky Becky two belts? Shouldn't she be Becky two titles? Because because they they made a shirt and they're gonna I, sell shirts. I hate that shirt. I hate I'm Becky two belts. I don't I don't like that. You know what? I'm gonna get that for you for a, a belated birthday gift. <laughs> Becky two belts. I just, but yeah, why, why, why is she allowed to say belt? I thought a belt was something that holds up your pants. Vince is getting old, okay? He's he's moving away from his traditional thinking. He's probably getting like Ed said, dementia, and yeah, he probably doesn't know what's going on. <clears throat> and we'll we'll tie this in because over on SmackDown, Charlotte Flair and Bailey had a one-on-one match for the SmackDown number one contendership for the women's title. So at Money in the Bank, we have Becky Lynch defending the Raw title against Lacey Evans and defending the SmackDown title against Charlotte. So she's got two matches against two blondes. And it's going to be great when the fans flip out when Becky Lynch walks out with no belts. So you're going to be Becky no belts. Charlotte can't win that match. I mean, if, if, if anybody's losing, it's Charlotte. But I wouldn't be surprised. Or, Chris, or we just trying to get her 
as close to that 16 world titles as possible. They will, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. She's already got eight, so she's halfway to her dad's marriage records and championship records. That's what I'm saying. She's just, she's just halfway to Ric Flair all, all day. I, I, I hate to say this, you know, because I'm a big Becky Lynch fan. I am a bigger fan of Becky Lynch chasing the belt than actually Becky Lynch being the champ. Well, that's always the problem with WrestleMania is you always have the good guy who's chasing all the way up to Mania, and then when they win at Mania, then you're then everybody's like, eh, we got our moment, so now nobody cares. And I then just, they still have I, convoluted I, stories that don't make any sense. I'm just not like her as champion and the the week-to-week promos. and th- I, I just – I'm not as bought into it. I hate to say that. I really do because I'm trying to be positive. For the record, I just want to say I'm still a, a, a Becky Lynch fan. It's just there's something about, you know, some wrestlers, it's you're just more invested when they're chasing it versus actually having it. I think for me, the problem was like, I like, and I know I, I talked about this leading into it. Uh, I really got invested in Ronda Rousey's character when she flipped to heel. And now that she's gone, like, I, it really took a lot out of the whole women's division for me because I looked at her like, like man, like this character right here can be what we build a lot of things on. And now, you know, her future is pretty much uncertain. And then you've got, you know, the whole thing with Sasha and Bailey going on. Like, it's almost like right now um, they kind of need somebody to step up and fill a, a few voids. And I don't know if it's just too much pressure for Becky, but. I kind of agree with you guys. Like, I'm not feeling it right now. I'm really not feeling, like, I want to know, like, how, you know, they could fix the situation and get, you know, kind of that that good heat back on Becky. Because right now it just seems like, I you know, I think most fans are convinced that she's going to lose at least, at least one of these belts. And I think the hard part is, like, this whole Lacey Evans thing. It's like, this chick just got here, and I think she's about to win. Yeah, she's the one that throws me off. If if she was fighting almost anybody else, I would think that Becky's going to walk out with both belts, and I still think she's going to. I don't think they're going to take one off of her. Lacey Evans, that can, I mean, that can go a no contest. That can go something. There's a way to get out of it, but it's, yeah, that's the one that throws me off. But I just don't see, I I just can't imagine. But they could always do, like, her fight Charlotte and barely beat Charlotte, and she's just spent by the time. But they're building up this Becky Lynch character, so she needs to walk through both of them if they want her to be believable. So I don't I don't know, and if I don't know if it's good for Lacey Evans or bad, but we're going to find out here in a couple weeks at Money in the Bank, and we will talk more about that when we hit our predictions for Money in the Bank show. Let's hit what we're all here to talk about, the Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt. I know you guys got thoughts. I know you guys have gotten a lot of a lot of emotions bubbling up. I love, hate, love. I I want to know. Tell me, show me, show me what you guys got. Firefly Funhouse. So full disclosure on this one, because I, for the listeners, I sent a text to to these guys when I I first saw it, and I was in California. So I didn't have a chance to really sit down and watch uh, wrestling. All I did was I had to check social media. And, of course, that was a whole lot of buzz. Initially, I was, like, super mad. I'm like, what in the world? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, like, flipping out because, you know, 
anyone who's listened to previous episodes, when I've referenced Barry White, he is my favorite. <clears throat> and but when I had a chance to actually sit back and and watch it again, <clears throat> and the one that I watched was the full episode. I guess the one that I watched was a brief clip of it. So I'm actually okay with this because I can see this fitting the Bray Wyatt character that, you know, cause if we think about Bray Wyatt, the original Bray Wyatt character, he was kind of a cult leader. Well, his original followers were these adults. I mean, now it's, he's trying to brainwash kids. Now I know to investors, that's a totally messed up situation, but you know what? I don't care about investors right now. So it's going to be really cool when you see him go from this like really friendly Mr. Rogers to then suddenly being this psychotic, crazy person one minute later. So, and I'm definitely saying this for the record, um, that the, the girl doll and the buzzard, they represent somebody else that's going to be part of his squad. So I, uh, I number one, I thought he looked great. I don't know if you guys noticed. He looked like he lost oh, physically, a lot he of looks, weight. Yeah, he looks like he dropped a lot of weight. Um, he has a he's got a good look going right now, and this guy did need, need something different. And I think it, it what's good about it is it's still Bray Wyatt. He's not changing his name or anything. And I almost think they're going to go for a dual personality type thing with his character, which could end up being a lot of fun. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, online, I think a lot of people are really cautiously optimistic about it, too, because no one wants this guy to fail. I think we all agree he's, he's a great talent. So if maybe he can get something out of this and flip it into something it did might get you, his career back on track did you hear who's working with him on this character the undertaker and i found that very intriguing because of all people undertaker's a very like you know he's got a good track record he's he's very smart he's 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 much deeper when it comes to character development than I think fans are. And I heard he was that he has put input into this whole creating this Bray Wyatt that we saw. So and if Undertaker really does have his hands on it, <clears throat> I do think that, you know, because like I said, these segments and to any listener right now, you've I think you have to look at clues in these segments to realize there's more going on here than what the surface is showing. And that's why, like you said, Ed, the um, multiple personality, I definitely think they, they would put that aspect, but um, <clears throat> it's not, this isn't a new character. Like you said, this is still Bray Wyatt. They're still hinting at the buzzards. I still think they're hitting at sister Abigail. So I think we just got to kind of see how this evolves and plays out. I mean, clearly we got more segments coming each week. So, but good God, I'm just like happy that we have something with Bray Wyatt. He's been off TV for so long. I wasn't really thrilled with the Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt thing. 
So if this can eventually lead to something that'll get him back into being this this cult leader, hey, all for it. Yeah, it seemed cool. It was interesting. It was different. I was down. Uh, my big thing just comes down to my always problem with Bray Wyatt is if they don't let him back it up in the ring, none of it matters. You know, so he can talk all he wants and he's a great talker. But when he says he's going to do this, this and this and then none of it happens, then it's hard to believe when he comes out the next night and says, hey, I'm going to do this, this and this. And we're like, well, no, you're not because you always lose. So as long as he doesn't stay or revert back into Bray Wyatt eater of pins and he turns into Bray Wyatt eater of worlds like he was always supposed to be the sky's the limit but if they you know he gets starts losing I mean it's just I if Undertaker's really involved in this I really think that Undertaker's trying to make him the modern day kind of version of him um I, I like I said, I, I, see, I see this being good. And then do you find it interesting? Because I was reading that there was backlash to his segment by investors hmm. because it's a cult leader trying to appeal to kids. And the, the last word that I'm reading, now keep in mind, I'm going to say this to listeners, especially if this is your first episode that you're listening to us, you know... This is just stuff I get off the internet. So whether it's true or not, I don't know. <laughs> Blame the internet. But it, it's fascinating that right now, apparently, WWE is not going to change anything with the Bray Wyatt thing in those segments. But they're very quick to change the, the Viking experience, War Raiders, War whatever you want to call them. Very quick to change those names. But they will. But they're not well, so quick to change so, the Bray Wyatt thing. I think. I think the one thing that is different is that, and I want, and you know, this is something I'll, I'll say pretty quickly. The reason why I was so upset with the, the the whole Viking experience thing, you have made these characters an important character on one of your own shows, NXT, and then you give them an identity. You give them a really cool identity. And then you bring them to the main roster and you act as if that the audience that watches your NXT product doesn't matter anymore. That's what I have a problem with. So it's almost like, oh, well, you, you liked him in NXT, but, you know, you guys, we really don't care about your opinions. You're going to watch whatever we put on TV anyway. So we're just going to go ahead and change their names. We're going to change their entrance. We're going to change all this because we want to make it for the mainstream. And that just is kind of upsetting. And I'm glad there was a backlash because guess what? The people that spend the most money on the product are the people that have the network and are watching NXT. So that's just I'm, my I'm, point I'm, with it. I'm going to play devil's advocate on that one because it's like the bottom line is it's like when you're a publicly traded company, and this is just business, you, you have to listen to your investors. Yes, your, your consumer is an important element of it, but your investors, I mean – it's... Well, the whole, so the whole war thing was proven wrong. Meltzer reported the word war had nothing to do with the change. It wasn't an investor decision. It was Vince saying he just didn't like the name War Raiders. So that's basically, in my opinion, Vince is saying, I don't give a fuck about this NXT brand. Sorry, pardon my language, and you can, you can bleep me if you have to. But that's what upset me the most is it's like 
dude, like, why is there such a big disrespect between what is happening on this NXT and why you don't want to bring some of that element to your main product? Is it because you're threatened by what that product is? I I mean, it's just... I think you got to look at the uh, the identity of NXT versus WWE. Um, NXT, in my opinion, the way I view the product, that is not garnered the kids. Period. And NXT is on the network. There is no. I, do they even put a rating on there on I NXT shows? TV. I think it's TBPT. That WWE's not that yet. They, they or, or like well, I think there's. Well, I think ultimately, I think the bigger difference is, what's up? I mean, my last thing with it is I'm okay with you changing elements, but when you are just, there's no reason to change character names or character tag teams. That's the part that upsets me. It's like, it's already, it's already been written in your bubble, in your WWE bubble. It's already there. It's already, it's working. So just bring it over. Just bring it over. Well, like, especially you, could, you know, that's all I'm saying. They're on NXT still as the War Raiders. I watched right. today's or yesterday's NXT episode, and there came out the War Raiders. They're still doing the exact same spiel. They're still the NXT tag champs. They're still War Raiders, War Raiders wearing the shirts. So it's 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 weird. I think the main difference with between the two, between Bray Wyatt and the, the Viking experience, which is who I will call them forever now, the um, <laughs> because I – I, I I have love for it now, but that one was the fans shitting on it, and if the fans are immediately going to dump on it, that's never going to get out of the gate. The Bray Wyatt thing, nobody knows where it's going yet, except for WWE. They know where it's going, so you could have an investor going, "Whoa, this looks shady," but very easily WWE like, "Yeah, he's not a cult leader. He actually does this. He's a, he's like an infomercial guy who uh, who sells toys and puppets to kids, you know." And it's like, you know, I mean, you can sell it or you don't know where that story's going. You don't know if he's a cult leader. You don't know, you know, it's like based on his previous characters. Yeah, this could be completely different. You know, I mean, he had a mental break and now he is a children's show host, but just has tendencies, but he's really a good guy. You know, I mean, it's very easy to, without knowing where this story's going to go, it's easy to calm an investor down more than it's going to be Twitter for the Viking experience, and, you know? And, and the other thing that I think people get need to see from a big picture standpoint, I don't, we shouldn't always, every time there's a backlash, scrap an idea. Because then what I feel you're doing is you're just saying, okay, so you're telling the fans that any time that WWE comes up with an idea that you don't like, you can just crap on it and then they'll change it to me that's very dangerous when it comes to the concept of a heel because let's face it there's got to be moments when heels win and heels are successful so if we cater to the wwe fans then this is going to be a a babyface dominated company i think that damages storylines they already they damaged so much when they caved with the Daniel Bryan thing at WrestleMania 30. When Daniel Bryan, the fans just were so behind him and they had no intention on giving him that spot and the fans hijacked the shows and they booed and they booed and they realized the disaster they had on their hands so they had to shift. But then as soon as they did 
and they didn't just give us the Batista Randy Orton main event at WrestleMania like uh, they were planning on it, and they added Daniel Bryan and let him win those belts. It gave all of the fans and all of us, we were like, oh my God, all we have to do is just be loud and annoying, and they're going to listen to us. And ever since WrestleMania 30, it's just been this weird roller coaster. And and see, and the thing that bothers me with that, because I want to say, like, for the Daniel Bryan thing, that was the right thing to do for that particular situation. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to just use that particular, that one situation and say, okay, anytime I'm ha- unhappy, this is what I got to no, That's wrong. That's what people do. That's the, and, I mean, and, that's Twitter. I mean, that's social media okay, in a nutshell, which and, is a and, and this thing. Is, but. Okay. And this is going to, I guess, going to be my second negative rant on the show. Then that's the problem that we have here is that fans aren't being, the fans that they're supposed to be. We're supposed to just sit and watch the product. Let the story be told to us. We're not the writers of the story. When anybody goes to a movie, right now I know The Avengers is, is oh, a big movie everyone's going to see right 15 now. 15-hour countdown, you, 15 hours. You, you're okay, and guess what? When you're going to sit in the theater, or if you decide to wait till it, you stream it or whatever, you're going to sit on the couch or sit in the movie theater and you're going to let the movie be told to you, not be the person that is watching the movie and then suddenly being the critic or wait a minute, I want to rewrite this. We, we should change this. No, that's not how movies are done. So it's like, I, I, it bothers me that people put wrestling into a different category than say movies. It's like, we accept the way the movie's told, but for some reason, we can't accept the way the the, the wrestling stories are told. Have, have you not seen the fallout from uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi over the past yeah. two years? <laughs> I <laughs> have. Ooh. People, people's childhoods have supposedly been ruined due to the Last Jedi and all of the decisions they made in that movie. So Which, is this the part? So yeah. is this the part where I really flip out the listeners by saying I just don't watch Star Wars, so I really don't care? <laughs> if you want. If you want, I, I, I like The Last Jedi. I didn't have a problem I with it. I thought it was great. I, I don't know anything that you guys are saying, so it means Star Wars, to me. Star Wars, you know. I just, you <laughs> know. Star Wars. I, so, so then, Corey, you'll be just fine when Velveteen Dream, who's had a great career in NXT, debuts on Raw as Ahmed Johnson Jr. You'll be completely <laughs> fine with that. But, yeah. Because we I, should know, we don't know who the Velveteen Dream is, right? We're we only care about the mainstream. That's my that's that that's the part that that frustrates me. I am okay with them throwing wrenches and and you know giving us new storylines and all that. But when you have a developmental brand like Vince is making his job harder, and he's gonna put the he's okay. gonna put the he's gonna put the company in Triple H's hands. So why why you know just take the characters that are being developed and then WWE them? Like I get it, NXT. Is is not is not a mainstream product, but why do we have to adjust these characters that are just fine the okay, way they are? Okay, so so I, I and and if I'm probably gonna take some heat, and Chris is sitting back just laughing about this. And here's the reality: I am a fan of Velveteen Dream. I love his matches, but Ed, here's the reality: he's not gonna be ma- a mainstream character. It, it it doesn't fit his character the way it is is not a mainstream character. It won't work. So, 
Yeah, thank you, Chris, for sending me that that picture of Ed, picture of Ed at uh, Hogan's Beach <laughs> Shop. There, I appreciate that. But it, just because, I think we got to look really look at NXT as NXT is, in my opinion, is a hardcore wrestling fan show. Hardcore wrestling fans are gonna get it and they're gonna appreciate it. I'm sorry. There are more people watching WWE that are not, quote, hardcore fans. So when it comes from the business model aspect, Velveteen Dream, sorry, mid-card at best. And I hate to, and I don't say that because I don't like him. I just say it from the fact that from a, from a business standpoint, I know WWE is not going to market him to be a main event player. And you're probably right, but and that's the part that I find upsetting, is that that means the WWE does not care about its hardcore fan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and that's we're that's just not a huge. We're not a huge number. I don't, don't think the it. number they of hardcore fans. I don't think we outnumber. And like I said, I'm putting myself into that category. I think all three of us are considered hardcore fans. It, it's just, I mean, come on, man. It's just, we're talking about kids here. Corey, you're forgetting, you're forgetting the biggest news that happened this week, the biggest controversy, the biggest thing that I can't wrap my brain around. How fast does Bobby Roode grow facial hair? <laughs> he was clean shaved last Monday. He had a full stash this Monday. Full staff. You can actually crack an egg on your face. And you put some Greek oils on can it. Can I say how creepy it is that Bobby Roode and Rick Roode look strikingly similar? Oh, like, they knew what they're doing I, with that. Yeah, that's a th- it's like freaky. I've seen a picture on social media where they did a a side by side shot. I'm just like, man, Rick Roode had an affair. Yeah, I'm happy. Fair. I'm so happy for Bobby Roode, though. Like this, this is good. This is gonna be good for him. I'm thrilled. And they let I him really beat am. Ricochet. Ricochet's first main roster loss. I shit might have even been Ricochet's no. first loss in W. Well, yeah. I mean, he like they lost a little tag matches, but they never ate the pin. But Robert Roode, the uh, no, the out what? of work porn star. They should go full blown out. Like, and and I know that this is frowned upon when you try to mimic. Uh, a, a past wrestler. No, go full out, Rick Rude. S- go to the ring, cut your promo. What I'd like to have right now, like literally, just go all out at this point. What do you got to lose? You're part of a, a freaking ridiculous tag team prior, so it's like whatever you do right now is going to be a step up. I say go full Rick Rude and just outdo what Rick Rude already did. I agree. I, I'm I'm down. It, he was cut from Hulu, so I didn't get to see it. But I saw pictures online. Really? And I was and I could not figure out how he grew that mustache that fast. It's been blowing my mind all week, all week. And I couldn't wait to get on here and ask you guys how fast you guys grow facial hair. <laughs> not that fast. Not fast. Not fast enough, Chris. Not fast enough. Not, not fast, fast enough. enough. Well, I think that is going to do it for us this week, unless you guys have more. Anything no. else you missed? Anything else you wanted to do? No, jump? man. I, I I felt a lot of emotion in this episode, so hopefully the listeners appreciated it. We got a lot. We got a lot off our chest. 
and we and we meant every word of it. And but for, still, if you have hate mail, please send it to Corey. <laughs> Wait yeah, a minute, just like That's, his mother-in-law. Hold on. That's <laughs> one, two, three. Yes, wrestling at gmail.com. Chris will happily open that email. I, I will be happy to read any emails. You get a shout out. If anybody has a minute, jump on Apple Podcast. Shoot us a review. We're looking for how many stars? Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. And we'll be happy. I mean, write something good. Write something bad. Give us five stars. Chances are, unless it's really bad, we'll read it on the air. If it's really bad in a, in a way that we can work with, we'll read it on the air. Give you your shout out. So help us out. And we will. And, and, and if, if the email really hurts Ed's feelings or Chris's feelings, definitely send it because I will support you. I yeah. will support you. I, I've, I've been known to cry over the keyboard sometimes when I get hate mail. So, and Corey <laughs> loves seeing me cry. So, that I do. That I do. And if uh, Corey's mother in law is listening, hold on. Really now. I, I legitimately feel bad for. about that. Okay. Jokes aside, I feel bad those, for that. I did not mean real. to get into no, the I... first accident of my life With your by hitting my mother in law's car. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good stuff. But Shut this up, has been man. the only episode 26 of 123 Yes Wrestling there will ever be. It is in the books. It is done. Next week, Bobby Roode's mustache will be curled. Corey will have a fixed-up car. Ricochet will have more Ricochet bullet sounds when he comes in. Alistair Black will have creaky coffin noises. Becky Lynch will have three belts. Chaos, cats and dogs living together. This I has just been hope one I get home. Yes. Hopefully Ed <laughs> finds his way home, or he'll still be lost in Florida, but he finds a way to get to us. Jesus, yeah. You don't Could want you get to home, please? <laughs> the only episode 27 next week. Till next time, this is 123 Yes Wrestling. Have a good one, guys. Always a pleasure. All right, Thanks, see you guys. next time, guys. Take it easy.